0: Hey there moms and kids welcome to the unclutter it mommy and me podcast <laughs> every other week we will discuss simple solutions for getting different aspects of your home and life organized and when we're not talking about organization we will bring you bi-weekly episodes just for your kids that's right in order to practice those organizing tips you learn here you can pop on every other episode where we will entertain your kiddos with fun facts jokes and maybe even sneak in a few subliminal kid-related organizational messages while you get to work. So let's get organized and have a little fun while we do it. Let's Let's get get organized. organized! Last week, we talked about letting go of your physical things, the stuff that you have that you're not really attached to. You just have it. Maybe someday you might use it. Those are easier to get rid of. This week, I want to talk about getting rid of the more emotional things that you keep in your life and have emotional attachments to. Let's dive in. Often, the reason we hold on to things is psychological. It's in our brains. There are deeper issues at hand as to why you're afraid to let go of your piles of clutter other than you just like your stuff. And not exploring those emotions about why you're holding on to your things or why you can't let go of past hurts that are associated with those things is unhealthy. You can't get forward in life if you're always stuck on the past. Now, my degree is in education, not psychology, but in helping others work through their piles of clutter, I've found that most people, when digging deep into the recesses of their minds, while we work together, can come up with rational reasons as to why they're keeping the things that they do. So an example, I worked for a woman who... Undoubtedly had the world record for the most blankets owned by one single person. So many blankets. And she had decided that there were more than she needed since she had a new baby. um, That was her fourth. So space was at a premium in her home. But for some reason, she still struggled with letting any of them go. Now, as we walked through the process together, a reason that she might be hoarding, all these comfortable, fluffy blankets emerged. So we realized as a child, she had attended parochial schools. And her mom always, obviously, forced her to wear these stiff, uncomfortable uniforms because that was the policy of the school. And she hated them. And now as an adult, she was subconsciously surrounding herself with the comfort that she longed for during her youth. Whoa, that's deep, right? I don't know. Maybe I just made that up. (laughs) Like I said, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. But to her, that made sense as to why she was keeping all of these blankets. Sometimes there are deeper reasons why we hold on to our things. But in understanding our behavior we're able to finally address the real emotional issue at hand that usually have nothing to do with our love of plush blankets or other things that we're keeping. Several clients I've worked with decided during our sessions that it was finally time to let go of their wedding dresses. Now, there's nothing wrong with keeping your dress neatly preserved in a nice little cardboard box till the end of time in order to pass it down to your own child for her special day if you even have children or you have a girl. Maybe you want to keep it to create a baptismal gown out of the material for a grandchild someday or your own child or maybe you just want to pull it out and see if it still fits on your 25th wedding anniversary. I don't know why people do the things they do. But traditions are a beautiful thing. So there's nothing wrong with keeping your wedding dress or anything for that matter. But if you're short on space or your adult daughter decides that she wants to buy something a little bit more modern, it is her decision after all. You can't force kids to do something they don't want to do when they have reached adult age. But that's a story for another time. Sorry for that tangent. A wedding dress can often take up more valuable real estate in your home than it's worth. Like I said, if you have the space, totally fine to keep it. But after watching multiple clients let go of their own dresses, I was inspired to donate my own beautiful blue wedding gown to a local organization that offers underprivileged teenage girls a dress for prom free of charge. And I felt good about letting my own dress go. Um, That was my second marriage. (laughs) My first marriage, I took the wedding dress after the ceremony because it was filthy and gross. And I cut part of the beading off on the top. And I put it in a frame. And I threw the rest of the dress away because I only bought it at a clearance shop for like $100. Might be a different story if your dress costs you thousands. But I cut that little piece and I framed it and it is now... In my daughter's memory box, will she want it someday? I don't know. I'm not worried if she wants to throw it away, won't hurt my feelings. I'm a different breed. (laughs) So that is to say, do what you want with your things. There's no wrong answer. I know there are also organizations out there that turn old wedding dresses into burial gowns for babies that... We'll never get to experience a baptism or a prom or a wedding. And so your dress gets to be used for something beautiful. Sometimes you just have to find a reason that makes it worth letting go. There are certain events in life that can complicate the process of moving on. While on the job, I never convince a client that they should keep or get rid of their physical things. It's not my decision to make for others. Not my house. And sometimes the things people keep are for reasons that they hold deep in their hearts and maybe they don't share them with me and they don't have to. Or they might not be in a place in life where they're ready to make those decisions and that's totally fine. You don't want to live a life filled with regrets, letting go of things before you've had time to process the events you're going through. I've worked with adult children who have recently laid a parent to rest and also young grieving parents who have lost a child, unimaginable. I can't even think about it. And after a death in the family, emotions are understandably very raw. Feelings are still attached to their things. Holding on to a loved one's things after they're gone, unfortunately, doesn't bring them back. Just as getting rid of those mementos doesn't mean you're letting their memory die. But these physical things are the only part of life that remains once a person is gone. And so they can serve as a reminder for the family members that are left behind. So if you're not ready to let things go, you don't have to force yourself to decide that right now. You don't want to live with a regret of a hasty decision. Allow yourself time to grieve, whether that process takes you a year or 20. It will be a difficult journey, but there is healing on the other side when you're ready to address those emotional issues and feelings attached to your things. Because I've experienced loss in my own life, I can empathize with clients who are not ready to let go of their things. Little example. We laid my dad to rest in September of 2015, feels like yesterday, but that was a long time ago, after he lost his year-and-a-half-long battle to ALS. For his last birthday in June, while he was still alive, I bought him an authentic Detroit Tigers baseball jersey, since they had always been his favorite team. And during the last four months of his life, my dad enjoyed wearing that shirt a handful of times because it had buttons in the front and it was easier for other people to help him get dressed after he lost the use of all motor functions. After he died, I snuck the shirt out of his closet and I slept with it for weeks, crying all over it. He's been gone for over five years And I still can't let go of it. And I don't have to. Even though it makes me a little sad when I pull it out and wear it once a year to a ball game that we attend in my dad's honor, I'd rather feel all the feelings, even if some of them are heartbreaking, than to have no physical reminders of when he was still here. I don't need the reminder, but I like to have it. Now, the one danger of holding on to things from loved ones who have passed is that you might just end up keeping everything because it all seems to hold meaning. However, we don't have the space physically or emotionally to keep track of all the material objects that were once owned by the people that we've loved and lost the solution for me i have allowed myself to keep one memento from each person in my life who has passed away my dad my both of my grandmas both of my grandpas and i make sure to treasure those items displaying them with love and care it's never easy to let go of what feels safe and comfortable It's your life and as an adult, you can feel free to keep all the things you please so long as they bring you happiness and are not an unhealthy bridge to the past. But if your world is filled with physical and possibly even emotional clutter from all the baggage you hold on to, it might be time for you to make some difficult decisions in your life. Often, having an outsider's perspective can be a refreshing and useful exercise in letting go. A professional organizer or even just a trusted friend can help you disassociate your feelings from your things. Even though they may be a reminder to you, things don't possess the essence of a person once they're gone from this world. We're getting pretty deep here. Giving away your deceased father's shirt does not mean that you're banishing him from your heart. The remembrances will always be engraved in your mind and live on through the stories and memories of others. If, however, you have a terrible memory like me, you can take a photograph of the personal effects that have become clutter around your house before you give them away. That's always an option. Perhaps you might even turn all those pictures of your memory things into a nice little coffee table book. There are lots of apps that help you do that. Um, That will take up much less space in your home than all of these worldly possessions, but still provide you with a lifetime of memories. Really be intentional with what you keep so that in the end, you get to decide what lives in your space and not some mouse in your basement who made your important but forgotten documents his new home. All right. Another week means it's time for another timer task. I don't know what day you listen to this podcast, but on my Instagram page, Unclutter It, I like to bring up our timer tasks on Tuesdays. And we call them our timer Tuesday task. TT, get it? To remind people that maybe just one time a week on a Tuesday that you do set some time aside to take care of that stack of mail or the stack of clutter on the kitchen counter or whatever you've been putting off. Even if you just make one day your office day where you take care of things around your house, at least you know one day this week things will get taken care of. So maybe it's your time or Or maybe you're just doing your timer task on a Wednesday or a Friday. It doesn't matter. You can even do it every single day. But set a timer for 10, 15, 20 minutes and start tackling those things you've been putting off. Because sometimes you just need that motivation to get started to keep going. We just got back from another camping trip this past weekend with some friends. And I love our camper because I can just pack everything in there and it just stays there basically for the whole summer until our next trip. So in between trips, sometimes I have to reset the space. So my timer task today is to empty the fridge because we're not taking another trip for maybe three weeks. So it doesn't need to stay out there this time. So I need to empty the fridge, bring it all inside, Bring all our dishes that we dirtied and did not spend time cleaning on vacation. Make sure those are done. Do the laundry. My timer tasks are starting to pile up, but that's okay. I'm going to make a list and I will check them off one by one. I don't really need to set a timer. I know I'm going to get them all done eventually today, but the point is that I'm going to start. That's the hardest thing to do is get started But once you start, it's easier to finish. So I'm off to do 17 loads of laundry. Wish me luck. That's it for this week. Maybe you have something in the back of your closet you've been storing for years and years that has a memory attached to it, and it's time to let it go. Or maybe it's not totally fine either way. The point is that you are intentional about the things that you keep and the reasons why you keep them so your life can be more organized. Have a great rest of your week. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the Unclutter It Mommy and Me podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Briella. Have a fantastic rest of your week and good luck getting organized, mamas. Remember, the most important part of organizing is making the time to do it and actually getting started. That's all for this week. Happy Happy organizing! Organizing!